you're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschooling Kids Weekly Leader Training, helping you teach your kids the big story of the Bible. On this episode, we're talking about Unit 32, Session 1, Peter Escaped from Prison. So this week, we are looking at Acts chapter 12. Uh, The big idea of this section is that God rescued Peter so that he could continue sharing the gospel. Uh, We have seen back in our sessions in Acts, again, we have been moving in and out of Acts a little bit through our weekly schedule. But if you jump back a few weeks uh, to when we're last in the chronology of Acts, we have seen persecution growing. And jump back even a little bit further from that, uh, it began really with Stephen's martyrdom. Uh, Then it got amped up. King Herod went after two key leaders just before this chapter. James is martyred. Peter is arrested. Um, And so we see just um, this this opposition increasing. And here, again, it's Peter's arrest by Herod. Um, And we're going to see, though, he doesn't stay in prison long, that that God is going to spring him out, basically, a little prison break, Um, a little bit of humor later with the you know, him knocking at, at a door and the servant not even letting him in and the people praying for his release and they don't even believe he's released. And so there's a lot of, of fun nuances to this important session. But the big idea is that God released Peter because he wasn't done using him yet, uh, that he had a plan for Peter to continue sharing the gospel. And that's what he did. So this is a new session of a new unit. So whenever we start a new unit, we want to take a minute and talk about the big picture question and answer and the key passage for the unit. So Karen, what what are we looking at this unit? Okay, for our big picture question and answer, we have what is our mission as Christians? Our mission is to make disciples of all nations by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, For preschool, we change disciples to followers, and then babies and toddlers, God gives us a mission. Um, So this is kind of an obvious, self-explanatory no-brainer. You know, the unit is on making disciples, and that's our mission, so it makes sense that this would be our big picture question and answer. We want kids to memorize their mission. So because of that, too, (laughs) it paired very nicely with the Great Commission as our key passage. So... Matthew 28, 19 through 20, of course, kids has the whole um, text. Um, We shorten preschool to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And then, of course, babies and toddlers go and make disciples. So, again, um, we want kids to know their mission. And what better way than the Great Commission? So, yeah. Yeah, that's an important passage that I think, you know, if we were to make a list of what passages would be good for kids to memorize, that, of course, would be on that list. Mm -hmm. So some people may be wondering why we took so long to get to it, but (laughs) there's a lot of good passages to memorize. Yeah, Um, That's just one of them. So, Mm -hmm. all right, Great Commission, great passage. Let's look at what areas might need extra caution or prep time uh, in this uh, this session. So Karen, is there anything for babies and or preschool? Yes, um, babies. This isn't a lot of prep, but just a heads up. There's the activity to welcome a guest and the idea is to invite a senior adult to knock on the door and say hello, much like Peter knocked on the door. Um, so <laughs> you'll want to enlist a senior adult to do that. And um, then for preschool, um, there's an activity to play out the story in a house. And for this, you need a large box. And let me just say, if you work in preschool and kids ministry, anytime you get anything in a big box, you need to immediately keep that box 
put it in your car or truck or whatever and take it up to the church because there's just so much fun to be had with a large box. So, um, you know, too, if you can go by a home improvement store, see if you can get an appliance box for free, you know, that would be great if you're, you know, trying to find this the week of. But um, they're just so useful. And here we're going to use like a box cutter to cut a door into it. So do that at home, you know, don't bring the box cutter to church. Um, another thing too is there's an activity um, exploring chains and locks and I just want to say in case you haven't noticed at this point in your use of the gospel projects project we really do use chains and locks a lot for activities we really purposefully try if we've brought up something for you to use we want to kind of you get the most out of your investment um, so it's really worth buying some. So like there's Montessori sets I saw on Amazon for $25 and it has a lot of them. Um, Lakeshore Learning had one for $25. Um, toddlers, we often recommend a lock and latch board. Those are just really good, like fine motor skill activities that fit a lot of our Bible stories and um, are, you know, just a fun, different thing to do. So I would just encourage you to, you know, make that investment if your budget allows. Um, or two, maybe even ask some church members if they have some old padlocks they don't want anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then one more activity that takes a little bit more prep is test, tasting snacks from different cultures. And I would just encourage you to use this as an opportunity to visit your local international food market um, if you have one. I, if you live in a city, like I know I live in a city here in Nashville, and there's one like right down the street. But where I'm from um, in a small town in Georgia, you know, there's not one that I'm aware of, but, um, you can definitely just walk down the international aisle of your grocery store. Um, or you could go to fancy world market and overpay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> another fun thing would be just to ask some people in your church who are from another culture or have, um, experience. I mean, that would be a fun way to involve somebody in kids ministry that maybe isn't involved then and to get your kids exposed to different people. And of course, always post an allergy alert. Yeah, we did that, um, Karen, years ago when I was on church staff, and we did for a missions emphasis, mm -hmm. and we just uh, we found recipes online, mm -hmm. shared them with several people in the church, and said, "Hey, can you make this recipe?" Oh, yeah. And so we had, they brought them that night, and there were all these different foods oh, from yeah. all different things. So it was so fun to try things out. So mm -hmm. yeah, that could be a really good experience for for our preschoolers. Yeah. Uh, when I look at, at the kids' content, uh, a couple things worth noting. First, in the Older Kids Leader Guide, there's an activity called Press On, which is where we're encouraging our kids to do physical feats of strength. And always great to do that, a lot of fun, but always be sensitive to any kid who may not be able to do the physical feats. Um, you may know ahead of time if there are certain kids with whatever reason just are not able to do this. Um, and either change or customize these a little bit so that that kid is included. But also be aware that sometimes we can't tell. Sometimes there may be no noticeable reason why a kid may not be able to do some of these things, but he or she cannot. So just keep your eyes on things. Make sure that a kid who is kind of pulling back from this is not goaded by other kids. Just try to be really sensitive whenever we have anything like this. We just want to be careful. Um, the other thing is um, there's a missions activity called cultural blends or cultural creators, depending on which you're using younger or older kids. Same basic activity, a little bit different name. 
the gist is that you have the kids make up a country and a culture and they kind of, it's a fun way to interact with how differences can exist and what happens if those differences collide. Um, and so there, it's a great opportunity for, for that to happen. It can be a lot of fun. But again, we just want to be sensitive that this doesn't lapse accidentally into making fun of real cultures and real people. And so if you sense, as long as it's make-believe and you, I mean, it's clearly they're not, you know, making fun of, of somebody or a, a people, have fun with it. Let them be silly. But if you sense, wait a minute, there could be something underneath this that it's they're, it's real people, a real culture that they're kind of mimicking or mocking. Man, be a sensitive to that. Put a stop to that gently but firmly and love. Redirect them to value all people and make something up that's safe and fun for everybody. So just, just a couple of warnings about those two activities. So let's talk about what we're excited about God potentially doing uh, through this session. Karen, uh, what, are, what do you have in your mind as you think about this week? Yeah, I think this is just such an encouraging Bible story of God's sovereignty that like nothing is going to stop his plan. It doesn't matter if there are guards or chains or gates, like it's happening. <laughs> and um, just, I think it's just an encouragement to us um, to remember that, you know, that's our same God today. He can totally do those things. And um, really when we just know, when we have that sense, like a deep sense of his sovereignty, you know, you really don't have anything to be afraid of in this life, you know, when we yeah. can really get our arms around that. Um, we're going to face hard times and it's not going to be easy. And, um, but God's always with us and ultimately his purpose will prevail. Yeah, that's a good word. When I think about this session, again, I mentioned this earlier, Karen, is, is it's, you kind of have to smile when Peter gets to the house, he's knocking on the gate, the servant doesn't let him in. And then she goes upstairs and says, Peter's here and they don't believe her as they have been praying for God to intervene. And it's always this detail that it kind of makes you smile, but then it kind of hits you between the eyes of, wait a minute, um, yeah, I'm being critical of them to some degree for not believing what they were asking God for, but I can do that as well. And I can be just as guilty to, to pray what I would call hollow prayers, that I'm praying to God, the, the desire is sincere, but am I really trusting that God can answer that prayer? Can he respond? And, and so I think this week, if we have time, and if you think it's a lesson that our kids would uh, find helpful and meaningful, that we can encourage them to have faith that is quick to recognize when God does great things and to expect that God does great things and we are likely to see great things um, around us. Now, again, it's, we got to be careful about going too far and making God responsive to us and making it seem like he is obligated to do these things. He is not. Um, but I want to be careful about not going the other way too far and failing to recognize that God does amazing things all around us quite often. And we may pray and he may answer that. And how will we respond? Will we be like that, those Christians in, in that upper room who just seem to be clueless that, wait a minute, God answered? Or will we be quick to recognize God and celebrate with him in the moment, not in hindsight? Okay. All right. So let's wrap it up there, Karen. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of this podcast. We hope that you found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for kids and preschool. And for more helpful resources, visit gospelproject.com.